Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, confession time. When I first moved here, I had never been to a farmer's market. I grew up in a rural area. We had a couple groceries and a Walmart and one farmer who sold vegetables to me and my grandmother in the church parking lot. The idea of vendors and customers was brand new to me. And I think I figured it out. But today I'm with someone who can help me and you make sure that we're navigating these food spaces the best way we can. It's Thursday, May 4th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with Christina Howell, the executive director of the Bloomfield Market and the Bloomfield Development Corporation, which opens for the season this weekend. Christina, congratulations. Thank you. How's planning going? Are you all set or is this more of an up to the minute thing? It can be up to the minute. It really can. (laughs) We have, you know, 30 some chances to get the event right through the year. So (laughs) that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Opening this weekend through November. Um, How did you get started with the market? Were you already in a food space or like a lot of us, did you just sort of land there? I kind of landed there. I was on the board of the organization working in community development with another organization. Um, When the board, we decided to uh, see if we could take over a farmer's market in the neighborhood that wasn't doing well. What kind of market would you say that Bloomfield is, um, you know, has become, you know, during this nine-year tenure? Um, According to the Farmers Market Coalition, which is the National Farmers Market Advocacy Group, we are a flagship market, which means that our, I know, they have categories. (laughs) Sounds exciting. (laughs) It is. That means that we draw from well beyond our um, smaller service area. So we pull folks in from other counties, um, not just vendors, but customers as well on a regular basis. I saw something that listed um, Bloomfield as a grower's market. What does that mean exactly? It means that we strive to be a market where what you're buying um, is grown by the person who uh, is selling it in terms of farmers and ranchers. Obviously, someone selling um, a pie isn't going to grow. (laughs) Right. Um, What would you say is the hardest part about coordinating it all? Because there's so many moving pieces. Um, wow. I would have to say the site plan continues or site planning continues to be the hardest piece for every market manager I've ever worked with or for myself. It's just such a a difficult task of, you know, folks want to be next to somebody they work well with and they like, they want to expand their business to more stalls. Somebody's leaving. We want to bring in new people. 
Um, so it's to, literally like the nuts and bolts of who who is positioned where and where in the space, that kind of thing? Yeah, who needs to be off of a slope because it'll affect how their eggs cook on their griddle. What? You know, <laughs> yeah, all kinds of stuff that you, you don't think about. Um, there's so many different things that we have to factor in. One new feature I saw, or new to me feature at least, is a phone number I saw that um, is being talked about on Instagram at least, that folks can text if they experience harassment in the market. Is that something that has been happening for customers or vendors? I think like any large public space, harassment is um, very possible at any given time. We know that we have had an instance, um, or maybe two, but either one, I know that anything that we've had reported to us, we've dealt with quickly. Um, And our current market manager, Heather Hannes, really has brought um, an intersectional anti-racism, anti bias um, lens to our market. So she's really working on how to create a safe space um, that feels safe for people as well, isn't just if we want to make sure they know they have people behind them if they experience something and if they don't want to out themselves about experiencing it this way they can um, remain anonymous if they need to or want to. Yeah. What's the mechanism then? What happens if someone texts the line? Um, it goes directly to the market manager and she immediately starts thinking about what she needs to do to solve it. Um, we will go to whatever vendor is, is the problem um, initially very quickly. Um, but we want to also do it safely and make sure that we're not allowing anyone else to be targeted. So there, um, there have been instances where, you know, we, we've thought maybe we should wait on something until the market ends. Um, and then other things we haven't found out about until later. But as soon as we do hear about them, we do work through them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It seems like most everyone I know has had a really good experience at the Bloomfield Market. What would you say about the space brings you the most joy? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Just the people that come, all those people every week. So many different people um, coming (laughs) out of the market and everybody's so happy. Happy because of the space, happy because of food, happy because... feels like there's some sense of normalcy after a pandemic. Yeah, happy because there's there are people caring. You know, we're trying to help the vendors and farmers um, and ranchers increase their sales through advertising, through caring, through bringing people in. Uh, they're making sure people feel safe and comfortable in our market so they want to come back. Um, and then, you know, things like adding seating or different nonprofits, like we're having um, Pigsburg Squealers come on May 13th, which is the <laughs> second market. Yeah. They will have an adoptable pig um, at the market. And you can, they're a pig rescue and adoption organization. And we are so excited to bring pigs to the market. I can't wait to pet a pig. I can't wait to spend my whole day with that pig. <laughs> Do you like to dance? 
look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch, we'll mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. So I wanted to bring you a few questions that people might be too nervous or intimidated or embarrassed to ask on site. Um, We're talking, of course, about the Bloomfield spot, but hopefully these suggestions would be applicable to any farmer's market. Are you ready? Yes. Um, Is it okay to ask the farmers or vendors or ranchers questions? Yes, absolutely. Like if you're not sure what something is, like how would you politely ask maybe what a piece of produce is or how to use it? I I want everyone to remember that they are there because they want that direct interaction with um, the person that's buying it. So so I would just ask, like, what is this thing? Um, But yeah, no, they love to be asked questions about that stuff. I, I think all of them love to teach people about what they do. Yeah. What if it seems like they're really busy? I would still ask. Okay. Um, they just might not have much time to tell you about it. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing is they can tell you real quick or and maybe even have somebody jump in. A lot of our vendors um, do have employees that work with them. So they do have some help to, to help people jump in. Yeah. Do you have any favorite icebreakers yourself? I've never encountered a vendor that doesn't like sharing, but I'll usually ask them, what's your favorite easy way to enjoy this thing. An easy um, way. I like that. Yeah, because especially if it's something I'm not familiar with, I don't want like a huge multi-step recipe. Like I want something pretty simple that is going to be really hard for me to mess up. <laughs> Good call. Um, so should you bring your own bags to the market? Uh, we love it when people bring their own bags. And the city of Pittsburgh um, does have a bag ban uh, legislation that... It's been floating around been, for a while. Yeah, yeah. The implementation was supposed to happen in, I think, March or May, but that has been pushed back right now to October. Mm-hmm. But best that everyone just get in the, the habit now while we're at it. Is there any right way or a right place maybe to get started within the market, like to navigate it? Not really. Um, Our market in particular has multiple different entrances all around the parking Mm -hmm. lot. But I think most markets have um, multiple ways in and out and also don't often have great maps or lists of vendors. And, And one of those reasons is like we want you to go to our website and see the vendors that are on there. Click through, check their websites out. But also we want you to discover other vendors and people you might not. So part of the fun is is a little bit of exploration, those first few markets. Yeah. Is there a particular way that you shop um, like a product or a service that you go to first and then maybe check out something else? What's, what's your expert take? 
Um, if I'm getting eggs or any um, anything that could get ruined by being on the bottom of a bag, I get that last. So like, or I'll get it and set it aside somewhere, like go over to the information okay. tent. Um, yeah, I feel like waiting till it's last is brave because eggs and other things tend to go fast. Yeah. And that's, that's something you can do. You can always purchase it and ask the person to keep it behind their stand for a little bit while you finish shopping, or you could take it over to the information tent. There's almost always a booth um, by whomever is running a farmer's market, but you can almost always ask them if you can leave your stuff there while you shop. That's also great when you're buying like a watermelon that you fall in love with, and then you still have 10 places to go. And you don't want to carry this giant watermelon. Absolutely. That's a good tip. I, I didn't know about that one. Um, what about, because I know a lot of markets, of course, have like um, prepared foods is, and even with produce, can you ask for samples if it's something you're unfamiliar with or, you know, you, you want a taste of before you commit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I don't know that I've ever seen people deny samples unless it's something that really is hard to sample for someone or it was during the pandemic when we actually didn't allow sampling then for those two years. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, but I think most vendors want questions, want to teach you about it, <laughs> want you to try it, because how else do you find out you really like something, you know? Yeah. What about paying? Um, is it important to have cash um, or do vendors accept maybe WIC or SNAP on site? Yeah. So um, paying, there's a lot of different ways to do it. So I've heard. most vendors do accept credit or debit cards mm-hmm. uh, for which they pay processing fees. Um, so, you know, cash is always going to be king, but realistically, we don't <laughs> carry cash that much. Yeah. Um, many of our vendors, our farmers do take WIC benefits, um, and the senior farmers market program vouchers. And then, um, all markets, I think in the city of Pittsburgh, if not in Allegheny County, take SNAP benefits. And, and then there's a SNAP matching program where for every $5 in SNAP benefits someone spends, they get $2 for free to spend on fruits or vegetables, produce. Yeah. Well, and I guess kind of speaking to that frugality, is it appropriate to haggle in the market? Um. <laughs> Generally speaking, the the folks who come to the market kind of know what it's worth and they are not there to make an enormous profit like they they are putting it fairly low this isn't like a big grocery store chain where an $11.50 head of cauliflower is ever going to happen which we did see recently in a local grocery store whoa it was wild it was so expensive um we thought it was a joke. It was not a joke. Oh, gosh. Um, are there any other big no-nos at the market, things that you should maybe not do if you want to be a good customer? Keep your pet on the leash, even if it's cat or a ferret or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do have a pet and they make a mess somewhere, pick it up or come and get our help and we'll happily help. It's it's more hard when we someone or we step in something because we didn't know it's there. Oh, I bet. <laughs> And I think the only other one is that um, we had a lot of people in the last year or two wanting to ride through the market on um, bikes or scooters or whatever. And it's super dangerous. You know, we have strollers and, again, leashes and people with um, assistive walking devices. That And so any market, anytime, please walk all of your wheeled things. I feel like roller <laughs> skates would probably be okay. Um, it's close to walking. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, are there any other questions that you get asked all the time um, that we can help uh, folks be ready for? Our biggest question is where is a specific vendor? If someone doesn't see them immediately, they're scared they're not coming back. And we're like, <laughs> no, no, no. Vendors have days off too. Like, it's okay. Oh, totally. They'll be back next week. Uh, but no, really, it's just about the location um, of where a vendor is. Or so. if in Pittsburgh, I imagine probably where to park too. That's that's always top oh. of mind for everyone. Yes, we're really lucky that West Penn Hospital gives us the rental of the um, parking garage right next door. It's like two doors down. And so there's free parking in the parking garage while the market's open. Oh, cool. I didn't um, realize that. I know. It's hard to get the word out about that. It's we're trying. Nice. We're trying for you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so when the doors open Saturday, doors, quote unquote, um, Saturday at 9 a.m., what's the first thing that you want to buy? Mm, oh, my gosh. Um, probably I think there's still going to be some asparagus. It's been cool enough. So I'm excited to see if anybody has asparagus. And I have everything I need except for kale for a pot of sausage kale stew. So I need kale. And probably the, I can't remember what it is. It's like the pumpkin seed bread from uh, Mediterra Bread Company. That's my favorite bread. Christina Howell is the executive director of the Bloomfield Development Corporation. Um, The Saturday market opens this weekend. It's 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at 5050 Liberty Avenue and runs through November. We'll have a link to this year's vendors in the show notes. Christina, I wish I had known you when I moved here, uh, but thank you so much for helping us navigate our way through the market. Sure, anytime. A little more news before you go. Pittsburgh finally has a new police chief. Mayor Ed Ganey made the formal announcement yesterday, but I think we've all pretty much known since last week who it was going to be. Larry Scarato worked in Pittsburgh for 23 years, eventually rising to assistant chief in charge of things like policy and training and internal investigations before he retired in 2018. It's what he did after that's a little more complicated. He still has a lawsuit pending in Fort Lauderdale. He was only chief there for a few months before he got fired. Those Florida officials lobbied discrimination allegations, saying he was inappropriately favoring minority candidates for promotions. He says all that is bunk and that they should have reinstated him. Here in Pittsburgh, city council still has to approve him, but that's more a formality than a roadblock. I guess we'll see what comes next. And it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. We want to know what local businesses you're supporting. Send us your favorites to be featured in our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter and maybe even on the podcast. Email us at pittsburgh at citycast.fm. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. We hope you're loving the show. If you do, please let someone else know. Rate us, leave us a review, and of course, make sure you're subscribed to that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. And until then, may the 4th be with you. I'm excited to eat my way through the market per usual.